Introducing Mindful Parenting in a Messy World with Michelle Gale. This podcast is for parents who long to be meaningfully connected to themselves and their children, even as the demands of modern life are accelerated. Enjoy a collection of supportive conversations, meditations, and nuggets of practical wisdom to help you embrace the parenting journey as your greatest potential for personal growth. Welcome to Mindful Parenting in a Messy World. This is Michelle Gale. I am your host, and I am here with a friend and a very special person in the world named Lynn Johnson. She is the co-founder and CEO of Spotlight Girls. This woman is a serious visionary entrepreneur. She's a speaker. She's a girl advocate, and she educates and activates girls and women to take center stage. She's a multimedia platform and summer camp. Spotlight Girls gives the skills to step into their light and become the leaders we've all been waiting for. She and her wife and co-founder, Allison Kenny, live and work in Oakland, California with their yappy dogs and squirrely go-girl playing theater games at the dinner table and fighting to see who can be the bossiest. You bossy, Lynn? <laughs> I don't often win. I'll say that. I don't often win. Oh, well, thank you for being here with us. I'm so happy to introduce our listeners to you and Allison and Squirrel and the work you do with Spotlight Girls and just all the activism and love you put out into the world. Oh, thank you so much, Michelle, for having me. I'm so psyched about your show and that. Uh, I get to be on it. So I'm excited to be here. Yay. And um, we talked a little bit like, what what are we going to call this podcast? And and it may, the title may be, we'll see (laughs) once we're done, um, The Reluctant Parent. (laughs) That's me. That's you. So would you mind just giving our listeners a little bit of history on how you came to be a parent and what your family uh, looks like now? Yes, I would love to. So uh, my wife, Allison, and I, we came together as a couple about 15 years ago. And um, I, am, I am Black, African-American, and Allison is white. And um, we, we had a, a, a summer camp romance <laughs> where, where we, uh, te- we were teachers, not students, uh, at, a, at a summer camp. And... Um, and we like had that very um, cliche lesbian relationship, lesbian relationship where we like fell in love immediately and moved in immediately. Mm. And, um, and we were together for a really, really long time, you know, without kids. And, um, and it was an interesting journey for us towards becoming parents because I, um, I was unsure. I was reluctant about becoming a parent. Um, I, I to this day say that I wouldn't be a parent if I wasn't married to Allison um, because Allison very specifically, you know, always knew she wanted to be a parent. Um, we talked for, we, you know, for a while we thought we were going to do um, a donor situation where Allison was going to uh, carry and, and we were going to give birth that way. And for a number of reasons that didn't work out. And so I was kind of always like, well, if I'm going to be a parent, shouldn't we adopt? I mean, like, I don't know, I guess because I, I never had any kind of physical desire to get pregnant and give birth. And I just, I don't know, I guess I'm just one of those people. It just never occurred to me. It never 
um, I, I wasn't moved in that direction. Yeah. Um, and so I thought if we're going to raise kids, shouldn't we raise kids that need to be raised? And it took a little convincing, um, you know, it, Allison wasn't sure about that at first. And so just like, it was, so this, I'm, I'm condensing a, a multi-year journey into, <laughs> yes. into a, a couple of minutes, but, um, yeah, we kind of finally got on the same page and we decided that, um, we were going to adopt and, um, we looked into all the options. We were, we were pretty sure that we were going to adopt through, um, through the public system, you know, adopt through foster care. Uh, but we did, we did explore private adoption as an option. Uh, we didn't go very far down that route. We didn't feel like it was for us. And, um, and we decided we were going to adopt through, through the public system. And that's what we did. Wow. And how long ago was that? So we are coming up on our third year of, um, being with our daughter, uh, who we call Squirrel, um, <laughs> publicly. Uh, that's not her real name, but that's what we call her publicly. Um, she moved into our house as a six-year-old th- about three years ago, and then a year later, we adopted her. So, um, And it's October is our anniversary for both. So she moved in in October two, three years ago, and we adopted in October two years ago. Wow. Happy two-year, three-year anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I can remember. I can remember when, when the adoption went through. I can remember when she arrived. And, and I also remember you guys, you know, just the, the transition that you all had to make to have her with you. Can you talk a little bit to that? How was that for you, for, for Allison? Yeah, it's, you know, it's a, it's hard (laughs) it's a real it's a really big 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 deal and um you know it's one of those things where um I don't I have this is the only way I've ever parented so I don't know to compare it um so but it's this thing where sometimes when in the very beginning when we were going through the kind of worst of it, there would be really well-intentioned people who would say, you know, oh, well, all kids throw fits or, mm. oh, you know, like this, that reminds me of my daughter. And it was pretty offensive actually, because I mean, it was like, yeah, I understand. Like, you know, we're educators. We've been working with kids for a long time. We know a lot about kids. We, not that we had been parents, but we knew a lot about kids and we, we know it can't, it's like not exactly the same. Like, yeah. you know, we, all that. So it's all about attachment, right? So when you have kids, um, when you have kids from birth and you had that, if you had that like first, that nine months, you know, before birth to like attach and then the kid comes out and then there's all this attachment that happens. You know, we had to start at six years old to, yeah. to, to make a family. And um, any child who's gone through, this system has experienced some form of uh, neglect or abuse. And um, that's why they're in the system in the first place. And so there's the trauma. So basically we had to, um, the term is therapeutic parenting, right? So we have to like become therapeutic parents so that there's a, um, we understand. So first of all, we have to gain those skills at the very beginning we had to gain those skills and we had to, build a family from the ground up with a child who's already formed. So, um, it was really, really hard. And it was, um, it it, it was, um, 
very, there's lots of emotions, lots of tears, lots of screams, lots of, um, you know, there's all, there's also a lot of love and respect from the beginning. So that was great, but it was, um, you know, we definitely feel now that we've come to the place where we are attached as a family and, um, we've kind of come through the other side. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, now it's like, now when people say, oh, that's like my kid, I'm kind of like, yeah, like it feels a little bit more like on par with what other parents deal with. Um, and we do have, a, you know, our child is uh, technically has special needs. And um, so, so we are parenting a child with special needs. And so there's the, the stuff that comes with that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I think back, um, you know, when I think about you as, as parents, you and Allison, um, you know, I, I knew you just prior to having your family, maybe just a year before that or so. And, and what I noticed about the two of you was, um, just this awareness you had of yourselves, right? This very strong self-awareness in knowing who you are and in taking care of yourself. Um, and, and you also obviously been working with girls, you know, with Go Girls for all of these years. And so it feels like, gosh, you know, if, if any two people were set up to be able to do this, it was, it was the two of you and it's still hard. But can yeah. you speak to kind of how that knowing yourself um, really supported you through, you know, some of the hardest days of, of your life? Definitely. I, um, well, one thing I want to say is that when we went to the disclosure meeting, uh, which is the meeting, there's a lot of meetings in this process with social workers, and the disclosure meeting is the meeting where, um, you know, the social worker said, oh, we have a kid that we think is a good match for your family. Do you want to come and learn more about this kid's background? That's the disclosure meeting. So in that that meeting, uh, the uh, county social worker said, we really, we chose you all because we really think this girl should be raised by go girls, which I love. I love oh my gosh. I'm goosebumps everywhere. Yeah. So, um, so we, yes. Um, I actually, when I first, before we started, before we were parents, I was so, I always got so annoyed by, um, people who, we're like, well, you know, I work with kids, so I know a lot about kids and like, I'll know, I'll be a good parent, right? Like, I was like, you won't be like, like yeah. <laughs> no guarantee. Are you kidding? And so I was very much like expecting to know absolutely nothing. And, yeah. um, and it's actually not true. Like I found that the, um, that there was a lot of stuff I didn't know, but there was a lot of my experience and my knowledge and my talents really did come in handy. Mm. And, um, and so I, it's, it's very much like, I think there's something interesting about choosing to become a parent this way, because you do have to go through a process of, of kind of knowing yourself, like, right. You have to be, we, um, it's required to go through like 20 hours of training. And part of that training is like, you have to think about who you are and why you're doing this and who your community is and people to support you. And they recommend that if you don't have a community around, like it's probably not the best idea. So, so, um, so already we were kind of self-aware people because Alice and I are both, um, uh, you know, theater people. We both have our training in theater and, you know, we are, uh, 
have had therapy and we've had all this stuff. So we, and we're very highly reflective and we're facilitators and all that. So we are, um, we were already those kinds of people and we were given these structures to actually think about our relationship. Like who are we in relationship to this thing we're about to to Mm -hmm. take on in our lives. And that is crucial. Like, and I know there are a lot of people who go into this, like, Go, go into adopting with this mindset of, um, you know, oh, it's just as long as I love them and I'll just treat them like I would treat any other kid and it's all going to be fine. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Like you have to, you have to like really be present and think about, you know, okay, who I am and what I want. One thing that we said was, you know, we actually made a, uh, pledged to each other that we said, okay, here's the, here's the order of things. Like first it's me, mm-hmm. then it's, then it's us as a couple. And then it's our kid. Like mm-hmm. we, we have to like, you know, what is it? They say like, put that mask on first. Like we have to be able to yeah. um, keep ourselves strong and, um, and remember who we are in this because you could totally lose yourself completely. Yeah. And that goes counter, you know, to what many people think about parenting, right? It's like the kids first. And, you know, and I I think it wasn't always that way, but I think in the last few decades, um, you know, we're kind of raising those kinds of kids, you know, a lot of people are. And, and I think that's such a good point, you know, the, the me first, like I have to take care of myself and the relationship that's holding um, the space for this family is so critical. And then the child, you know, fits into that. But those other two things matter. It totally matters. And, you know, we've worked with so many therapists now the last three years. And that's one of the things that's consistent in their message is you have to be doing okay. Like, or you, you have, and, and when you're not doing it and when, and when you're inevitably not doing okay, you have to take some time, take some space, figure it out. Um, and because the thing that we, um, okay, so one of the, um, the first social worker we had was also this amazing parent coach for us. And she said, she said to us, your job is to reflect the world back to your child as it is, as it really is. Mm. And so, and I just constantly hold that with me because you know, so many times we are trying to, um, you know, in our, in our very well-meaning effort to like protect our children and keep them safe and, you know, give them what they need and like bring them up in a space of joy. You know, sometimes we don't let them see what really is happening. You know, like we don't share our feelings with them or, you know, if they, mess something up we're like it's okay you know you're gonna be fine but sometimes when they mess something up they have to feel the consequences of that because when they get older and they mess things up they might not get that second chance or you know so like those kinds of things so one of the pieces of that for me is um you know within reason like obviously I don't like show her all of my bills and like you know I I don't put that burden on her but if when things are going when things are hard, um, I don't, I don't, you know, 
mask that, you know, I don't like keep that from my daughter. And, and one of the gifts I think I'm giving her is being able give her the experience to see me going through something hard and getting through it, you yeah. know, and knowing that, that, that she can, that she can also do that and that she's going to have to do that. Yeah. Um, so, so that is in a sense, putting myself first and, and, and it's, for, and it's because like, oh my gosh, she's my biggest teacher. Certainly like there's so much work I'm doing on myself because of her. So in that yeah. sense, she's kind of first, but it's, still kind of comes back to, to me, you know, and, and taking care of, of me and, and, and this foundation, this adult foundation that's, that's lifting her up. Yeah. And I really appreciate you pointing to this need, um, to be with our pain and our sadness with our kids, to not try to protect them from ours or theirs that, you know, I always try to teach my boys, you know, when you're feeling cruddy, feel cruddy. That's okay. Like feel what cruddy feels like. And, you know, and if you just need to be alone and feel cruddy in your room, that's okay. If you need to be processing something and talking, whatever's cruddy with mom or dad, we can do that too. But you know, pain is this portal into awakening and into mm. awareness. It's not, it's not to be sidestepped. And, and I really believe that you and Allison did that with, with Squirrel and, yeah. and how that's going to serve her, you know, in, in her life and in her path to be able to just be with her pain instead of always like, want a cookie? Have, you know, you see it all the time, you know, yes. like have some food, watch TV, you know, like my, when my youngest son is upset, he'll want TV, right? Because it's soothing. And oh, I, yeah. I always tell him, I'm like, Hey dude, I know you're really upset right now, but we're going to be with this until it passes. You can, you can watch TV at that, you know, then, but we're not going to use TV to make you feel better. Like that is not a habit I want you to have. I explain that to them, to my older son too. Like we're not going to use this technology to soothe ourselves. Yes. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a recipe for disaster in life. You know, we're not going to use food. We're not going to use the TV. Um, we're going we're gonna to learn to soothe ourselves and be with ourselves. And we're going to do that together. That's so brilliant. I mean, that's, that's, that's it right there, right? Yeah. That's so brilliant. And um, Allison particularly is so good at that. I mean, that's her... Um, that's her genius for sure. And I've learned so much from her around that because, you know, um, I wasn't raised that way. Were you? I mean, I, no. I do, right? Like I can definitely, and the person that can go to TV and food when I'm, you know, feeling, um, when I'm feeling feelings. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things that we teach our girls in our program is... Yeah, can you tell us a little bit before you go there? And I want you yes. to hold that. I want you to talk about what you teach the girls in the program. But, you know, we mentioned Spotlight Girls and we didn't really let anybody know exactly what it was. Can you just speak to it for a minute just so everyone knows what we're talking about? Sure, yeah. So uh, our business is um, a, like you said in the introduction, um, we are really um, a, a, we're a business, we're a, um, a benefit corporation that is all about giving girls the skills that they need to love themselves and each other and really become the leaders uh, um, that we need. And Mm. so we do that through primarily a summer camp called Go Girls. Uh, And right now the summer camp is uh, in Oakland and Berkeley, California, and we serve about 400 girls this summer. Um, And we are 
also growing our business to um, take on franchisees of Go Girls camps throughout the country. And then we uh, also produce original books and media um, that bring the lessons of Go Girls Camp kind of outside into the world. And um, we do our best to support women and other advocates to become, um, you know, the best girl advocates they can be. Oh, I love that. And what are, is it, would it be too long? Could you share just, you know, what it means? There's these statements, you know, what does a Go Girl do? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was actually what I was going to touch on before. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. So we have what we call the culture code and that's at the heart of our business. It's, it's, um, the, the social emotional framework that we teach the girls, but it's also like our organizational culture code. It's like integrated into all levels of our operations. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, being a go girl means, first of all, that we say yes. Um, we say yes to new experiences. We're ready for anything. That's kind of like the mindful piece, right? Like we are willing to accept anything that comes in the present moment. Mm-hmm. But also saying yes means that we also have to say no to keep ourselves safe. Uh, saying yes to ourselves. Um, it also, being a go girl means that we give and take, that we recognize that we are... Um, that giving to others actually makes us happy and that taking in the good, which we got from Rick Hansen, um, (laughs) makes us healthy and that we being a go girl means that we kind of belong to a community of um, people who care for us. Um, Being a go girl means that we make mistakes. We know that we, we know and celebrate that we are not perfect and that we get to grow and change and learn. And um, the fourth piece is that, it's, we know that being a go-go means we feel our feelings, which is what I was going to talk about before. Like, it means that we feel our feelings, right? And not just, um, not just numb them out. Um, that we know that we get to feel angry and happy and everything in between. And that we can also feel a certain way and act calm and confident, even if we're not feeling that way. Mm-hmm. That kind of emotional intelligence piece. And then the final piece is of our culture code is that Go Girls take center stage. You know, we're, um, we're actually, our programs are based in um, theater and other art forms. So we teach the girls um, these lessons through the visual and performing arts. And so um, it's our kind of theatrical metaphor about how um, ta- taking center stage means that we can make bold, that we do have the power to make bold and brave choices in our lives. And we can use our voices, our bias, our imaginations to do that. And that we are, that we have a part of the whole play. Wow. That is good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that is really good. Oh my goodness. And so so you're 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 really cultivating um kind of this inner knowing and awareness and passion and creativity in girls. Yeah. And 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 yes, and it's having it's cool to have a framework. All parents, all parents have a framework in their house. Like it's cool that we had one for our business. Yeah. Um, and, and people are free to borrow mine if they don't have one. Um, but you know, we, it's like, we talk about that in our house, you know, like, uh, the other day at school, um, my daughter's in third grade now. So the standardized tests start in public school. Oof. Um, and, um, we are allowed to opt out of it. Uh, anyone's allowed to opt out of it. Uh, yeah. And our, our daughter's in, um, is in special education. So her resource teacher was like, do you, you know, what do you think? Should you opt out? So we're like, well, let's talk to her. And 
and we talked to her and we're like, okay, so it's going to be this thing. It's just, it, you're going to have this test on the computer and it's going to be, you know, uh, they're going to time you. And if you don't get the, if you don't do it fast enough, it's going to um, leave the screen. It's like, this feels really stressful to me. And so, you know, we're like, do you want to do that? And she said, you know, I, yeah, I can try it. Like, why not just try it? It's no big deal if I mess up. Oh my gosh. You, you win. Just parenting done. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Success. Just, just, yeah. Just like hang it up right just there. That, right. Cause then, and that's like at the heart, that making mistakes piece at the heart of the Go Girls Culture Code. And she's been to camp like a million times and it's like in our home all the time. And, and that's like the piece I think most girls walk away with. Like for some reason that piece is like hit really hard. That mm. mistake piece. And, um, and she's like really getting it. She's really, and, and, and our daughter has, you know, highly perfectionistic tendencies and she's really working through them. It's, it's really beautiful to see. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to kind of shift the conversation a little bit because yeah. before we got on, we were talking a bit about this story um, and kind of really transformational story that you've had around belonging recently. And, um, and I can imagine as a reluctant parent, <laughs> this feeling, and I think I had a podcast on belonging, if not, I should, cause I actually have a talk around belonging. Um, it's so, it's so germane to who we are. And so I'd love for you to share that if you would. Oh mind. gosh, I would love to. And will you share your talk with me? <laughs> I, I will. I'll, let me okay. see. I can't remember if I actually did a podcast or if I just gave the talk somewhere, but haven't okay. done a podcast. I will, I will find it. Okay. Yeah. So yes, yeah, part of being a reluctant parent and not wanting to kind of be, um, one thing that's interesting. I, I feel like, um, I, I feel sometimes I feel weird about the phrase mom in general, which is kind of weird. Mm. So like, I, I don't know, like I'm, like I identify as a woman and all this kind of stuff, but there's like something about the identity as mom doesn't feel like it fits me. Like it doesn't, even though I have a kid now, it's still, I'm still kind of like, Oh, I don't know. Like I'm a parent. I have a kid. <laughs> I'm like a female parent, like a mom, like a mom for some reason, like makes me feel like this kind of woman that I'm not, I don't know. It's very bizarre. And so I see moms at my kid's school and like my daughter started playing soccer. Suddenly everyone's like, oh, Lynn, you're a soccer mom. And I makes me want to throw up and die. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a soccer mom. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm, I'm just, it just is so, it's like, so doesn't match my identity. And I don't know, it's like, it's because I'm gay, or I'm black. And like, I picture like white straight, like blonde women with mm. ponytails or I don't, <laughs> and like blue lemon pants. Like, I'm just like, not that. Yeah. And, um, and so, um, and there's a lot of moms like that in my daughter's school and on her soccer team. And, and <laughs> yeah. so um, I like have been for a couple of years now, I've been kind of like, oh, uh, <laughs> you use the word, I loved it. Like you're talking about with your kids feel, when they feel cruddy. I love that yeah. word. In my house, we call it um, grumped. Grumped. It's like, it's like a form of grumpy. Like, so it's everyone knows that Mama L, my daughter calls me Mama L. Mama L is grumped. So I have this like grumped attitude often, like, oh, I gotta show up at the school event or oh, I gotta <laughs> show up at the soccer team. And um, and there are real, I mean, there are real feelings. There are real feelings of um, 
that come from being a kid and being a kid who grew up as a black kid in mostly white communities and like having all those kind of um, racial dynamics. Yeah. Um, and I was noticing recently that, oh, I think that I'm the one who's putting myself, like sure there might be, sure these communities aren't doing a very good job at, at including me. Yeah. And I'm also putting myself on the, I'm keeping myself on the outside. Yeah. And, and I'm actually a facilitator. Like I, I own a camp for God's sakes. Like I know how to create group inclusion and bring people into the community. So if I'm in this community and I'm not bringing my gifts and my skills then all I'm doing is making myself feel bad and, you know, not letting my daughter see me shine in these communities. Wow. And so this is a big, like very recent, super fresh um, aha for me. And so like literally this past week, I've like volunteered to organize the diversity dinner at my child's school and I am um I'm helping the dads who coach soccer who are super sweet and like know how to do the drills but aren't that great at like bringing the girls together and Mm -hmm. you know so I'm like later on today I'm gonna go to soccer practice and you know lead the warm-up like so (laughs) and it already feels better it already feels better. So like that kind of reluctance I had to like whatever mom meant. Um, it's like, well, you know, okay, Lynn, like just accept, like I don't have to be any kind of mom. No one's asking you to be, you know, but just like show up for your daughter and show up for your own life. Yeah. And we, you know, I often, and I, what I say about myself is that I other myself. Mm. Um, yeah. And you know, I don't know. I think many or most of us, I don't know how, what the percentage is, uh, but I was adopted as well, which I hadn't mentioned on the, I don't even know if I've talked about it on the podcast. Um, I was adopted mostly at birth at four months old. Um, but I, I, I don't know how much it plays for me, but I do think it plays in some way, um, a little bit more, but I tend to other myself, you know, and I've got the ponytail and the yoga pants (laughs) (laughs) at the baseball game. I am the cliche and, and I feel othered. You know, yeah. and I look the same yeah. from the outside, um, but I don't feel the same from the inside. And then I can get critical, you know, about, you know, what's missing from this community and why I don't fit into it. And, you know, and so I did similar, something similar to you. And then I started teaching mindfulness <laughs> to my son's baseball team years and years ago. Now he's too old. They won't have anything to do with me, but they were young men and, um, and it was such a beautiful way for me to end because I was there, I was on the sidelines, um, you know, and I knew people in the community, but I didn't somehow, I didn't feel I had othered myself. Yes, it's exactly the same story, right? There's, and, and that, and your mindfulness is your thing. It's your gift, right? It's, I'm sure that that came easy to you. Like you're there anyway, you might as well do what you do, yeah, right? And that's how I feel. Like I'm sitting here on the sidelines of this soccer practice watching this poor guy try to wrangle, you know, 11 girls to come on this, this field. And to inspire them, right? Inspire right. them and motivate them, which yeah. is what you can do. Exactly. And I'm like, 
why don't I just get up and do it? Uh, it's easy for me. I can totally do this. And it's because, yeah, I said, well, somehow, well, no one, no one wants me here. No one wants me to be part of this. Like they, they don't, you know, and I'm imagining how many other people feel that way. Like, doesn't yeah. like, I bet almost everyone does, no matter how they look on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful, beautiful lesson. Yeah. And I can't believe we're done. It's been 30, it's been more than 30 minutes. Oh, oh wow. That was really fast. I know. It goes by so fast. It goes by. It was a beautiful discussion. Is there anything we didn't talk about? We can, we could always go over a little bit. Is there anything <laughs> to talk about that you we want to talk about that was left out? No, I think For that, you? I mean, I, I, I had a great time. I, had a great, I learned a lot from you. I do want to. I do want to get your talk about belonging because I think that that's like my my new frontier. And especially, I will say that you know, for my daughter, I know that this is gonna. That's gonna be a struggle for her as well, right? Yeah. So here she is being raised. She has two moms. She she in an interracial household. She's biracial herself. Yes, and she's adopted. Like. Talk about other, yeah. right? So, so I'm going to need to model um, for her how to how to bring yourself and how to make yourself be part of things, even even if you feel like you're not. Yeah. Um, and and also though, like I can teach her that there's you know this identity is such a big deal and how like. This idea that she can be whoever she wants. She doesn't. She can be a mom or not. And if she's a mom, she doesn't have to call herself mom. And you know, whatever it happens to be. So, um, and she can wear a ponytail or yoga pants or not. Yeah, she can love Lululemon <laughs> if she wants, or she doesn't have to. Oh my goodness. Well, thank yeah. you, Lynn. I want to give you a minute to share. I'm kind of imagining someone is listening who wants to be part of the franchise of Go Girls and like start Go Girls somewhere in the world or the country that's listening right now. So Great. if they're listening, I want them to get in touch with you. And so they can bring yes. Go Girls to where, where they are because it's such an amazing program. I don't have girls, so I haven't gotten to send my kids there, but I have friends with girls that have been through it and just yep. have the most amazing things to say about it. So definitely yes. wanted to mention the franchise and tell our listeners how they can reach you, how they can work with you, how they can support you. That's a big part of the podcast for me. I want to highlight, highlight your work and, and get you the support and help you need. Fabulous. Thank you, Michelle. So they, uh, so we are online at spotlightgirls.com. And uh, right now, there's no information on our website about franchising specifically, um, but definitely check out the website because that, you know, that gives you a sense of who we are um, and what we're doing. There's some great videos on there. Um, and if they want to talk to me about franchising, um, it is not too early, and they can contact me at lynn, L-Y-N-N, at spotlightgirls.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. And um, we're going we're gonna to say goodbye. 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 Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Goodbye to all of our listeners. May you meet this moment fully. May you meet this moment with kindness towards yourself and others. Thanks for listening to Mindful Parenting in a Messy World with Michelle Gale. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend. 
and give us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes. <laughs>